following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Yes, we are lawyers, but we do this for fun, and we do it for the money. <laughs> we do, okay. Uh, let's see. If, uh, Cal, have you got your check in the mail yet? Uh, Hold your breath still? I think what happens is I live in a bad neighborhood, see, and the check just never makes it. It just It's like my tax refund. I never get it. What, about, what about you, Denise? <laughs> uh, what about yours? I get my two bits. <laughs> Oh, you're getting two bits out of it? Lucky. <laughs> we do this for fun because we love the law. We love to talk about the law. Uh, Todd Cunin is to my left. He's a criminal lawyer. He has his own practice. He's a former prosecutor for the district attorney's office in Tennessee and in California. Denise Dirks is a very wonderful family law lawyer. I'll tell you a very quick story. I was actually uh, judge pro tem on settlement <laughs> conferences. I wanted to tell oh, that did story. Did you want to tell? Tell it. Tell the funny story. Okay, so I'm, I was also a temporary judge. And we didn't know that. And we didn't know that. And, yeah. and I'm on the bench, and I'm right between a case, and Fred calls me, and I see it, and I like answer it and go, Fred, I'm judging right now, so I can't, I'll have to call you back. And he goes, where are you? And I said, Placer County. He goes, what department? I said, 43. And he goes, I'll be right there. <laughs> and so I, he comes in and he sits down and I'm finishing up a case and, you know, we have to ask the... You the, missed the most important part. I go, I'm judge pro tem also. Oh, I didn't hear that because yeah, I, I said, got I hung up. No, I said, I'm a judge pro tem also. I'm just down the hall from you. So he, so anyway, I finished with the case and then I say, Mr. Penny, please approach the bench. <laughs> I bet you. I said, yes, your honor. <laughs> and, I, and the bailiff was looking at me like, what's going on here? <laughs> it was really funny. And it took me a second because I didn't hear you. I, I didn't yeah. hear you say you were a judge for Tim and you're asking me a question. I'm going, I need to do a conflicts check. You go, no, you're not. No, you're not. I just have, you a, don't qu have, to. I just have a question, question for you. For you. And he finally said, Denise, I'm temporary judge in civil settlement. Uh, yeah, and see, then I'm, I got it. So I was doing, <laughs> she was doing, uh, you know, domestic stuff and I was doing a civil case, uh, but I can't, you know, we don't talk about the cases. We don't want to say it on the air, but it was just a, I, we needed some, as a judge pro tem, I needed some advice from her on an, on an issue that, of course, she knew. And But anyway, it was kind of fun to have Denise there. And what what are the odds <laughs> of Denise and I, without yeah. talking to each other, judge pro teming at the same time, same courthouse. What day, what day was this? This was Friday. Friday. Yesterday. I was <laughs> there, too. I was, in, I was downstairs in 30 yesterday. In the morning or afternoon? Afternoon. Okay. I no, was no, oh, no, no. No. It was, it was morning because I, I do 830 to 1. Yeah. And you do 830 to no. noon. Right? Noon till mm -hmm. noon. No you courts. Know, no courts are open on Friday afternoon. Come on, man. Every, uh, <laughs> so you were there too. I was. I was there oh down in Department Thirty at eight uh, forty-five. Cal, were you there? If I'd have known, I would have come. But I. But I'm sorry, I wasn't invited. <laughs> Cal, would, Cal would walk in and go. Your Honor, I'm Cal Hunter, not a lawyer, but I am the host. I, I, I'm the producer of Radio Law Talk. And I think I'm a lawyer, so can I step in and make a statement <laughs> yeah, here? Come on in. I would have said, you're out of order. Please have a seat in the galley. And I'd have said no. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me if I'd shown up, I'd walk in. D Denise would be up there. Mr. Cunin here for the uh, plaintiff or defense. Defense ruling for plaintiff. We're done. <laughs> That's it. You know what's interesting? I also had the opportunity to go up to Sierra County, California. Sierra County is a, is a very rural county. Beautiful. Be one of the most yes. beautiful parts of the state of California. Those of you, we have, we have people listening to us from all over the country. We have Texas and Nevada and stuff. But there's a Sierra County, and they have, it's kind of the old, old system. that That's where a lot of the, you know, the Wild West was in the old days. And the actual old courthouse, and it's everything in one. You got the sheriff that, and the jail. The courthouse, the probation department's all in this one building, right next to the river. The views are gorgeous, and next to it is a gallow. is one of the is a replica of the original gallow. You can actually look out of the courtroom and look out of the jail and see the gallows. So go to our 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 uh, radio law talk um, uh, uh, Twitter account. I I posted it on our Instagram account too. It's a picture of the gallows that you can see. You're sitting in court 
as a defendant. <laughs> and there's gallows. Of, well, actually, you can see it better out of the um, sheriff's uh, department. Wow. And, and so I went and took a picture. Uh, the probation chief probation officer, uh, shout out to Jeff Bosworth, uh, said, you've got to see this relic sitting here just outside. Because I couldn't quite see what it was. And sure enough, it's a gallows. So there you go. It's going to remind you what you're going to have to do if you don't do what's right or you lose your case. So it's called Sierra County. Those of you look it up, look it up. Sierra County gallows picture or gallow picture. And uh, so I did that. But today we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk a lot, not a lot of fun, but we're going to talk about some the admission scandals. We've got a few uh, uh, latest admission scandals. We're going to talk about Stairway to Heaven lawsuit. This is coming back. We've talked about it uh, before. It's on our podcast. Very important information that's coming forward in that. And InfoWars uh, and some information about that. We're also going to do a case or no case. Remember, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO if you want to play along with case or no case or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. And um, if, if you want to contact us at some time, you're listening to our podcast later, you can uh, email us at info at radiolawtalk.com. Remember, we can't give you legal advice. Um, some people do you try to call in here. We want to hear your calls. We want to hear your case. But say, hey, give me advice on what I should do in this case. We can't do that. We're talking about general topics of law. Go to our disclaimers page, and you'll find out uh, exactly what we're talking about. So without further ado, Cal, can we do a case or no case? Sure. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! Now, sleeping one's way through murder. It's time for Case or No Case, a one-point case per se because it's obviously a case we go to england where a man in the military there sergeant willis Boshears, was a u.s serviceman based in the united kingdom he woke up one morning and realized there was a deceased woman at his feet he realized that didn't look too good for him so he tried to dispose of the remains on an isolated english street and the authorities got involved He actually confessed to strangling a local woman named Jean Constable in the early hours of New Year's Day 1961, but he said he had an excuse that would certainly get him acquitted. So, I ask you, can a military man confess to a killing and literally get away with murder? And if so, why? By the way, if you get this answer precisely, a three-point bonus three-point bonus. And that is case or no case. And I think it's Fred's or Todd's 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 turn to go first. Okay, Mr. Cunin. All right, just want to make sure sure I heard this correctly. Yeah. Uh, He wakes up, there's a woman uh, dead at his feet. Uh, You know, where? Yeah. So she's dead there. Right. He admits killing somebody else. No. He says, I must have killed her. I guess I'm... Oh, he admits he killed her. Yeah, well, he's... He okay. says, I must have. She's here. And, you know, yeah. and then he tried to hide the body, so kind of a tacit admission. Okay. And, and, and did you say, so I, I'm confused as to... But then to... he said he had an excuse as to why the killing took place and why he should get away with it. Why he should... Okay. All right. Okay. Um, and you've already told us that it was a case. Okay. Yes, So uh, I'm going to say that he is acquitted. All right. That's the... Out- you want to know the outcome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that he is acquitted. The problem that I've got right now is trying to figure out why he was acquitted. That's the big and I, money And I question. hear the music. And since my colleagues are going to have through the break to think this through, can I have through the break to give the second half of my answer, which is why? I've committed to and I agree. I won't change my answer that he was acquitted. But I just got to run through something mentally to figure out why, and I'm not looking for stuff. I'm going to say, and look on the internet. Yes. No, no, no. Not looking. <laughs> no looking on the internet. No, I th- I'm okay with that. Okay. Okay, we're going to be back, and Cal's going to tell us about this case, and then Denise and I are going to give our opinion. We'll be right back with Radio Law Talk. Remember, every episode of Radio Law Talk is available on our website, radiolawtalk.com. You can podcast it or listen to us live. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P. E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376, that's 800-918-1376. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo, but first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? Right then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti consilius purpurium juris consult. That's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have Todd do it. Me? Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <clears throat> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general. The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com as well. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Okay, this guy's standing there, and he finds this, uh, in England, this dead body down by his feet. And he said, well, I, I better dispose of this, because I, I think I did something. I must, I must have murdered uh, this gal, and this is in 1961, and, and the, this is a true case. And so we all uh, agree that it's a case, but Cal wants us to determine whether or not the guy was found guilty of murder and uh, how it occurred or what occurred. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out on what basis some kind of a judgment would have been made. So, Todd, okay. you had some thoughts on this? Well, because the, you're, the, you, only, yeah, the, the only other question I've got for you is, as far as the answers, if I say 
that he was not guilty of murder, but they, they find him guilty on a lesser offense. Is it is it if you get that right, that's three points. Okay, so if I mean, he's if he's guilty of something different, it's not necessary I get the answer correct okay. and it's three points. So this this is my thought on this. If the guy had no knowledge and he wakes up and his story is, look, I just saw her there and I guess I'm the one that killed her, not all killing of human beings is murder. Okay, if you kill somebody in self-defense, it's it's not a if you can prove it, it's not a charge at all. Um, there's manslaughter, there is uh, voluntary and involuntary manslaughter, and so I think that his defense here is you can't prove that I killed this person with malice aforethought. So even though I admitted to killing her. It's not murder. It might be something else, but it's not first-degree premeditated murder. And so I think he's saying you can't do that. But the fact that he was asleep and seems to have no other recollection, I believe this is the genesis of the mental defenses. He's probably going to claim that he was blacked out, whatever. You have to have a anything that you do. There's got to be a union of action and intent to do it. And if he's saying, I was asleep, I was blacked out, I didn't know I was doing this, then that would act as a defense. And I think that's because your third point was legal theory and where does this go to? This, I think, is the genesis of the mental defense. Because we've all heard of people in court saying, Your Honor, I don't know if I murdered this woman or not because I was intoxicated at the time or something like that. Is that what you're I've, saying? I've had DUI cases where guys say, Yeah, I guess I was driving. I don't remember. I took Ambien. I was asleep. And guess what? That's a warning now on Ambien labels. Good point. And all right. so, uh, yeah, the mental capacity wasn't there. But I think he's acquitted of murder because they can't prove that he had the necessary mental state to commit it, and this case is the genesis of that. Denise, your thoughts? Well, not only can you say self-defense as as part of a defense thing, but defense of another person. So if there's another person in that... um, room with him and her uh he could have said that you know that woman had attacked the other person and that he acted in self-defense of that other person and uh strangled her to protect that other person so defending so that could be a defense as your well. life or property or the life or property of others i guess uh, it's not property okay life of others yeah okay. it would be just life no, of yeah, others or right. something but i think the key here is 1961 I think that it has to do with that time frame. I just, for me, it's something very important about that. We have a serviceman who's in England and he wakes up and there's a dead woman in bed with him and he tries to dispose of the body and then he says, look, I strangled her and you can't do nothing about it. And maybe back in 1961, servicemen who had also some kind of immunity like diplomats do Ah. or something to that effect. And so that's what I'm going to say, because I just think something like that is it it wasn't wartime. It was or maybe it was in a wartime or something, but he had some sort of immunity. And so he is it's a case and he is not found guilty. Interesting. Great legal theory, I think. I'm no legal person, but a great interesting theory from a layman's standpoint. That's what I should have said. I should say that there was no case even brought against him. Ah. Uh-huh. Because you said it's a three-pointer. Well, I said it was, it was a case. I already said okay. there was a case. But yeah, Mr. Penny, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's interesting that you say all this stuff. It was in bed that he found her? I thought he found her just sitting, laying, just, were they in bed or was he standing there and she was he on the He found the woman at his feet. Okay. Oh, at his you feet. Don't, okay, that's, when she mentioned the bed, I'm like, I didn't hear the that bed. That was thing. a Denise add-on. That's okay. Okay. All right. So uh, <laughs> the answer is Todd had the right theory. I'm following Todd's theory, <laughs> but for a different reason. Obviously. This is what, yeah, this is, no, but that's what I was thinking even before you said that. You know, he have to have mens rea, right? Isn't that the old saying? You gotta, you gotta yes. know what you're doing. I think he was drunk. He didn't know how he got there. I think this individual, um, uh, was he a, was he a Navy man or, or, uh, serviceman? Serviceman. Yeah, I don't know. What um, he doesn't even know if he was at that scene at the time. I think he actually was there trying to help her. As she was dying of something, she had been shot. Help me, I've been shot. He's helping her. She falls. But he's so hammered drunk, he didn't know what happened. I think he just just happened to be there. He had nothing to do with the death. He happened to be there, and she happened to be at his feet. 
I think he even was trying to help her to some degree, and that's what happened, and he's found not guilty. A plausible theory. After all, it was on New Year's Eve, and he was a military guy, right? So you never know about that. Okay. Well, what do you think? Do you want to do you want to tell us about this now, or you want to just hang on? I would hang on for a minute because I think this is going to be an interesting theory. I think I'm right. Well, I'm going to give you a a brief, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Vocabulary test. And if you pass the vocabulary test, you will know the answer to this question. And the word is sonambulism. S. Sonambulism. S-O-M-N-A-M-B-U-L-I-S-M. Somnambulism. I know the answer. Uh, Sounds to me like a drunkism. I don't know. That's interesting. <laughs> a drunk. Well, okay, we're going to find out what's going on with this case or no case. I mean, how much time? We got enough time, Cal, to go, to go on, or let's just get out of here. Well, I think I can tell you really quickly, but I'd like to hold what on to You want to us the drama. to answer to what's so, so, somnambulism? What is somnambulism, Denise? Well, you're going to ask me first. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Because I know what it is. I don't Say know. It. I know what it Sleepwalking. is. Sleepwalking. Oh, what do you know? Sleepwalking. I may be right because I said he may not have been there when the thing happened, and I think that's mm. exactly right. Mm. I think I'm right. Well, we'll be back. Cal's going to tell us the answer to this story. It is a case, but how does this individual get possibly prosecuted for the death of this lady? How does he get away with murder? We'll be right back. Get away with murder. Huh. Rest of case or no case is coming up after this. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376, that's 800-918-1376. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars, and they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor, and The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS, and they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. 
this is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone. Like nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous, help me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at OA.org. Is this real life? Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. This is Radio Law Talk. Real life is the admission scandal we've been talking about for weeks and, uh, uh, an, an interesting thing, very quickly, uh, Felicity Huffman and William Macy, her husband, Felicity uh, did b- plead guilty, and just uh, this week, uh, the prosecutor said that they're going to recommend between four and ten months of incarceration to the judge, so they're going to decide that. We're going to find out what's what's going to happen there with uh, Felicity Huffman, but on that same sense, the issue is the ex for court coach avoids that's part of this admission scandal avoids prison he is the first person to receive a sentence in this case really quickly this was the sailing coach now not every university you go to has sailing because i want to go back to case or no case yeah, and find yeah, out what yeah. the what the stuff is oh did i did i not yes, you blew through it. oh man i am really messed up Driving along, listening to a radio alien show. Oh my gosh! I did. I was like, la da 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 da. da. Let's move on. All right, here we okay. go. <laughs> okay, I'll go back through it. Back to the curious case oh. of Sergeant Willis Bowshears, a U.S. serviceman based in the U.K. Woke up one morning and realized there was a deceased woman at his feet. He tried to dispose of the remains. Told authorities he was involved. He actually confessed to strangling the local woman, Jean Constable, in the early hours of New Year's Day 1961, but said he had an excuse that would certainly get him acquitted. The three-point bonus was, would you realize that Sergeant Boshears claimed he was asleep and woke up only to realize what had occurred? At his trial, February 1961, at the Essex Assises, he pled not guilty of being uh, to the crime because he was asleep at the time he committed the murder and he was acquitted of homicide. Wow. So wow. we all nailed it. Is that right? I, I think you're right. We all. I said he was acquitted. We all said that he well, wins. 
We all said that he was acquitted, I guess. The... But the three-point bonus only comes for well. sleepwalking. And I'm the one that guessed the, the verb. One that got the no, no, she just guessed the. All she guessed was what it was. The name the was. The definition of. She didn't say it was yeah. sleepwalking yeah, she, before. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not trying to pound I'm on you. I'm reluctant to give out the three-point bonus. That was a pretty specific three-point bonus. And I, I was the one that brought up the defense of not being conscious, not knowing what's going on. I even referenced Ambien. But listen to these whiner lawyers. Sleepwalking. Listen, oh. to all, listen to all the well, whiner te- lawyers. Technically, he wasn't sleepwalking. He was sleep strangling. <laughs> there was no. There was no points that he took any steps. You want to know? You want to know more interesting than that, Cal? The interesting thing about that, of course, who's the most intelligent lawyer sitting at this table? We know. It's Denise. 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 Yeah, sure. yeah, right. You know what? When I was in seventh grade, and this is anecdotal, this is important, I got the tip off from the very first uh, tip from the basketball game. I got the ball and ran the wrong way and made a basket for the other team in a tournament. We lost by two points. This is no lie. And the worst part about it is a guy from the other team was defending me and trying to block my shot. That was exactly like today. I was stupid enough to go on, and I got, but I got my colleague here playing right along with me. Yeah, we got to talk about the scandal thing. And Denise is like, Dude, we're, we're not done. Hey, I'm trying to pull you guys back. <laughs> Come I on, have refereed back. many a basketball game. We especially have fun. The, the, the junior high kids are the ones that are the fun, especially at halftime. You administer the ball at halftime to you know start the game, and you hand the ball and you point at the back, to, and the kids thinking, wait a minute, we were shooting at that basket last time, so they go the wrong way. So you stop them and start again. All right, 11.36. I'm going to remember that for our bloopers. All right. 11.36. I wrote it down. Bloopers on uh, this date. Okay. And now that, we can yes. talk about... Go ahead. And that, ladies and gentlemen, yes. is... <laughs> case or no case. Boy, did we mess that one up, Todd, or what? Yep, yep. Yeah, we did. We did. Right. I, I was following my fearless leader off the cliff. <laughs> So, We're like two sheep going over lemmings. the cliff. And, and I knew I knew that year was important because that is the time when they had the first uh, I'm asleep defense. That's right. And that was it. There you go. Oh, oh yeah. That, and I, I, believe, I believe I mentioned consciousness of defenses. But whatever. But Are we talking about Stanford? Huh? Yeah, the Stanford coach. Go for it. So the Stanford scan. So he, he, the coach at Stanford's the first coach to be sentenced in all of this, and he got one. All of the what? What's this? It's the uh, it's the Stanford scandal, the admission scandal, admission the stuff scandal. that you were talking about with Huffman. Right. So here's what he did. He's alleged. It's interesting. He accepted over six hundred thousand dollars in bribes, but he. Gave all the money. The money came in. It went all to the program. He was the sailing team coach. He didn't keep any money for himself. He allowed it to come in. It went there. The money was being paid by this guy, Rick Singer, who we've talked about before, who was the admissions consultant helping all of these folks get in. He's the one that met with the celebrities to grease the skids to get their kids in. And, and basically the one who turned states, at, turned states evidence and was the chief witness against all of them. So uh, Singer sent him money up to $500,000 on one account. But again, the money all went to the program. He didn't keep any of it. The prosecutor was arguing, this is the thing that the prosecutors kind of got to me here. The prosecutor wanted him to spend a year in custody, a year. And, And the prosecutor said, if we, quote, if we fail to take these crimes seriously, if you just give him a slap on the wrist instead of a real punishment, we are shortchanging not only the criminal justice system, but all those kids in high school who are working hard every day in an effort to improve their own lives and get lives and get into the best school. I say, come on, reality check here. First of all, it is a myth that if a person avoids going to jail, that somehow any other punishment is a slap on the wrist. This guy, he lost his job. He's got a fine. He's going to be on probation for two years. He does a day in custody. He has home confinement for six months. You know, the loss to his reputation, all of that, this is more than a slap on the wrist. And please, I'm going to go on a little rant here. The poor kids... That, that were disenfranchised. He was the sailing team coach. I doubt that any kid in high school who was a recruit for the sailing team, which is not one of those sports that you see played in the projects or at the playgrounds and stuff, people that engage in that sport have money, families that have boats, 
they aren't hurting, and they probably got in anyway. Some of the kids that were part of this, in one, in one kid in particular, it was somebody from China. A kid from China ended up not getting in through the Greece and the Skids with the sailing team, but still got in on his own merit. Got into Stanford. Singer, the guy who was the ringleader of all this, still paid 500000 bucks, went to the program. And the school, when they found out about this, still expelled the kid, even though he didn't get in as a result of the bribes. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox here. I think that the uh, I think that it, the sentence was appropriate given the circumstances. He didn't keep the money. Schools all over the country accept donations from boosters and stuff, and in exchange, kids get admitted. That's exactly. It, it happens all the time. I just think this is a reach on these facts with this defendant. The vice president of Stanford has said that they view as $770,000 total that they got through um, Singer Sham, not necessarily just in this matter but in other matters they view it as tainted and now they're trying to determine an appropriate way for those funds to be used for the public good not just for their programs well it went to the program well the public it went to their program well that's not public that's a private school so now that's we're going to find out later i guess what they're going to actually do with that money something tells me what they're going to end up doing is telling the members of the sailing team all right so here's what we're going to do because the money's tainted uh, for at least one race a year, you guys have to do the race with frowns on your face, remorseful that that's what happens. Then we'll feel good about keeping the money. And with one oar. And, and with what, one, one, one yes. Oh, no, no, I no think... that's the rowing team. <laughs> oh. This is the sailing oh, okay. team. With, without a mainsail. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, actually, I, you guys are all wrong. What it's going to be is you're going to bring the other team to the event in the Ferraris. So yes. yeah. So what they're going to do is, all you kids, your Ferraris, you're going to bring the other team we're going to play against, the Sacramento State Hornets. They get to ride in the Ferraris to the sailing event. I'm just waiting for the media to come in here and say, how dare Stanford University have a sport that trains the future Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. You know, oh my gosh, the sailing team. Arr, where are you uh, pillaging and plundering? Where's Johnny Depp when yes. we need him? He could make a donation right now. Well, Johnny, I'm sure Johnny <laughs> Depp, well, I don't know, man. He, that yeah, money's yeah, blowing pretty bad. Those of you who uh, don't listen to us all the time, Johnny Depp's uh, we, about every other week. We have a Johnny Depp uh, lawsuit story. So we come back. We're going to talk about InfoWars. We're also going to talk about Stairway to Heaven dispute. I'm telling you, I've got the best uh, quick take you've ever had at the end of our uh, as, as, as this hour. Our last minute. Our last minute. To we're going to tell takes. you some quick takes. And mine's going to be awesome. Denise, give us the phone number. one 529 7234 Or that's 855- Law Radio. Or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. We'll be right back. InfoWars and Stairway to Heaven. We've got more Radio Law Talk coming right up. Don't forget, all the episodes are stashed at RadioLawTalk.com. We can listen on your time. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to RadioLawTalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. 
When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics, chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. Show me the money. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. I just want to briefly talk about the InfoWars thing because I want to get the stairway to heaven. But the lawsuit, Todd, you, you kind of are in this. I, info, tell them what InfoWars is and it, or, do you, or do you know what it is? I don't, I don't, I'm not a big follower of it. Denise, do you well, know? Well, I think what happened here is there's Peppy the Frog is like he became an Internet meme almost. Been used all over the place. The right, the conservative right started to use them in some political things. And that's when the claimed owner... Um, Matt Fury decided that he was going to try to enforce his copyright to Peppy the Frog. Which he didn't with when other people were using it, but only when the conservative. Exactly. Right. So there's a lot of issues that that were uh, that arose. We talked about the abandonment of the copyright. We talked about the public use of the copyright or fair use of the copyright. And the case now has been settled. And the funny part about this is that it's been settled for $15,000 when he wanted millions of dollars. And the important thing, I think, Fred, about the $15,000 is what is that? That's basically the cost of defense. So he's getting out of it. There's no answer to whether or not he abandoned the copyright. There's no answer to whether or not there's fair use of that because it became an Internet meme and very much public. And so that's basically what it is. Cost of defense settled the suit. Yeah, the, the only issues that were raised in this that were really novel that caused a lot of other copyright lawyers and folks that have issues with this to really take note is, first, the abandonment issue. Abandonment of copyright is very rarely a successful claim. And they are referring to the fact that he had said, um, you know, yeah, I don't care if people are using it. They can go ahead and use it for whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. Well, InfoWars' argument was that they were repurposing the 
the mean the the meme it was uh, the the frog was supposed to be all peace loving and stuff and then when it started being used by the alt right crowd that's where he got upset the other part was with the way the court ruled in, when you do a trial sometimes judges make determinations right and then juries make determinations you take a DUI with a prior when it comes to proving the prior uh, DUI charge the judge will determine whether or not it is a valid prior for a valid DUI, and then the jury will determine whether or not evidence was sufficient to prove that the person had been convicted of it. It's this dual thing. Well, normally, the affirmative defense of fair use in a copyright claim is something that the judge determines whether or not it works. But in this case, the judge ruled that, you know what, I think that the jury can hear a lot on that. And that had people freaking out because, you, wait, you're going to let these lay people make a complicated legal determination of fair use and whether or not that just that set would have set a dangerous precedent had it gone forward with how these things are claimed and a lot of people were really nervous about that but the fifteen thousand dollar settlement took it out of play so they don't have to worry about this was a motion for summary judgment that was brought uh, to try to quash the complaint in essence and when the motion for summary judgment was decided the judge said there's there's factual disputes here that still exist so these defenses could still be raised i didn't read it as that the judge said i get to decide it or the jury gets to decide it but if the judge did that it would be very rare that that would happen usually it's still if it's still going to be of a matter of law and they decide the fact in a certain way, the judge makes that decision, right? Y- yes, it does. And, and in the research in this case, came across a decision. You know, It says that while judges often decide the affirmative defense of fair use as a matter of law, this judge, Fitzgerald, thought that a jury could best address the question yeah, of whether InfoWars had created a new purpose. So by opening it up there, that would have been an issue at trial, and that made people too nervous. But like I said, all goes away with the $15,000 settlement. Let's go to Stairway to Heaven. This one I love. Yeah, remember, I was at Stairway to the Heaven. This was one of my favorites. Now, what song is this? Hold on, just listen to it. Which one would you think this is? Think Stairway to Heaven, huh? I'm thinking, oh, this is just a, a, a remix of Stairway to Heaven, somebody doing something really cool. This is the song that the plaintiffs are saying that Stairway to Heaven was based on. Now, this song is Stairway to Heaven, and there's a lot of similarity. And the issue in the first trial came down to the fact that when the copyright was registered, Okay. Remember, when these songs were written, the only way you could register a copyright was with the sheet music. They Play had, the other one first. Keep going, Cal. The other one first. They had the first one. They hadn't developed copyright law hadn't developed to the part where the recording could be copyrighted. It was just the sheet music, and the sheet music did not include this introduction. A lot of times they didn't make sheet music during the early 1900s. They didn't have sheet music. That's they right. Just, they just they, so you can't copyright something that yeah. they didn't have sheet music. This with. song called Taurus. Interestingly enough, they're even in the same key. They're wow. in the same key. Listen, same key. Yeah, which is, and I will say it's. Uh, there are three keys that almost every Everybody, rock song. Yes. The key of E, the key of A, and the key of D, D. Right. because they're very easy to play on the guitar. So you got a one in three shot but, but of getting this, it. But, but this particular guitar walk-down pattern. Uh, absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. it's very unique and very iconic. Yeah. Now, on the recording issue, so the plaintiff's lawyer... Francis Malafi, he's representing Skidmore, who represents the estate of the of the uh, writer of the Spirit Song, says nearly quote nearly every song composed from 1909 to 1978, with the exception of classical music, was composed on instruments, not sheet music. That's exactly right. Yep. The lead yep. sheets submitted to the copyright office are complete enough to identify the song, but almost never consist of all the notes in the musical composition, and there's no evidence, no statutory text, and no reason to believe that Congress ever intended that an author converting his common law right to a federal copyright by registration 
could possibly shrink or modify that scope of his already existing copyright. So basically he said, it doesn't make any sense if you're the creator of an entire song that when you try to convert it to sheet music so you can get a copyright, that somehow Congress meant that it shrunk your right to copy. Right, it's only to the as entire to that song. sheet music you, and you, not as to the You can't have production. the intro. You can't have the intro because you didn't write it down. Come on. Well, and, I have to and, tell you something. Yeah. Um, I saw something on YouTube where this guy was just playing the simple guitar, and he played the same rift. It's a rift you guys are talking about, yeah. a 30-second rift, yeah. and yeah. that played the same rift, if you will, and it, 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 it could be sung to five or six different types of songs. But it wasn't until it was iconized by Taurus and Spirit and then by Stairway to Heaven. Then it became that. So, so here's what's interesting, though. Talk yeah. about what's going on. So, so who wins and what's on appeal? And and Taurus wins this appeal. So Led Zeppelin won at trial, okay? Trial court, or the jury came back and said this was not a copyright infringement. And then on appeal, the appellate panel... All right, just a three-person panel found mm-hmm. that there were that the jury was not instructed properly, that it was wrong to not have, for example, Jimmy Page, the guitarist for Led Zeppelin, sitting on the stand when it was played, so jurors could see his reaction, and so they overturned it. And then the overall appellate court, the Ninth Circuit, no, Cir- both parties then objected uh, to the appeal, right. the decision but, of the appeal, but we're, and they we're went in. To- bank. We're up on time here, so yes. they appealed to the Ninth Circuit. The Ninth Circuit's now going to hear the whole thing. The whole panel's going to hear. Right. It. Called M-Bank. M-Bank. So we will find out what they say. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Quick Takes, Denise Dirks. What today is your Quick Take? Peppy the Frog doesn't get his day in court, and he still may lean right. Only time's going to tell. Mr. Kunin, your Quick Take. Litigation tip of the day to the federal prosecutor in the Stanford coach case. You're never going to make points with the judge if you tell the judge that a proposed sentence is too light and just a slap on the wrist. Hmm. Mr. Penny, your quick take. My quick take live is I'm going back to my cassette tapes of my old band TFR where I was the piano player. And you know what? I'm going to see if anyone has copied some of my terrible original songs and I'm going to sue. Had a boy. <laughs> All right, we're going to be right back in about a week. So if you want to join us, don't forget, this hour of Radio Law Talk is done. We're a three-hour show. Come join us, Pacific Time, 9 to noon. See ya. We'll see you next time on Radio Law Talk, on radiolawtalk.com, on your favorite radio station, or wherever you choose to listen to us. Thank you. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.